0: Hey everybody, welcome into the SAC Podcast. I'm Will and
1: I'm Jesse. Welcome back, guys, everyone. It's been it's been a couple of weeks. Well, I think we, we kind of been slipping here, but yeah. Um,
0: and I, I just want to apologize to everyone for the uh, the inconsistency as in regard to uh, time of release and such. Uh, Jesse and I both have very busy schedules between school and work and all that. So um, we'll we'll do our best to to get you guys some some good content before and after each. NFL weekend. It'll be
1: a weekly podcast. We'll get it to you as much as we can. But with that being said, let's get the show on the road. Good God, the past 72 hours have just been just me checking Twitter for Adam Schefter, seeing what he's going to tweet about Antonio Brown, it seems like.
0: yeah, The, the saga that never seems to end um, finally resolved itself. Uh, Woo. we kind of had a, had a back and forth, um, it all, it all started with the helmet.
1: Actually, it started with the frostbite. Oh, that's right, I mean,
0: like, there wasn't much argument between the coaches and him, that was just kind yeah. of a dumb thing that happened, Of course. but, um.
1: I, I still think it's a very important chapter, because it's like, it's kind of a boneheaded move in the first place, like, you know. Well, you know,
0: yeah, like, I mean, like, how do you get frostbite in a thing? Yeah,
1: you know, proper footwear, something some that could be avoidable, strike one. And then strike two... I think,
0: I think we'll count that as a half-strike. He just... It didn't really affect his thing with the team, or That's his true. relationship with the team. It was just some dumb thing that happened in preseason. That's true. He, the he, he, real first strike was the helmet saga. When the NFL, because his helmet was... It was uh, more than 10 years old. It wasn't approved by the NFL anymore. Um, so he appealed that and then lost and then appealed it again and then lost and then like the and next week he po- he did it again so this is like grievance number 2 and then he got it appealed cuz it it was denied the grievance was denied and keep in mind he, this guy
1: is posting on twitter he's looking for a new helmet he's looking from any random citizen he's offering his cleats gloves season tickets, anything to where he can get his helmet to where it's like at the exact deadline of ten years old to nine years old. But... And then after, soon, he finds his helmet. He found it, you know, it looked kind of cool, I guess. Apparently he could see better through it. it. It gave him...
0: And I mean, that was the the key issue, was yeah. his alleged restricted vision.
1: Correct. And, and then he finds it, and then the next chapter in this is he gets in a back-and-forth between Mike Mayock, the GM of the Oakland Raiders, for those of you who don't know, um, at practice, over a fine of, I believe it was $15,000 for missing an earlier training camp in the year, AB didn't take too kindly to this, tried to talk man-to-man, um, a lot of rumors of some slurs being thrown around by AB, um, but he, uh, it definitely was a threat that AB would punch Mike Mayock in the face, which, which qu- he actually didn't do, which he did not do, it was just a mere threat, but either way, you can't do that, <laughs> to your literal boss, is just, it's just a no-no, it doesn't need to happen, but, so now, he's in the, he, well not now, but uh, after that, he was fined again, for the whole situation, uh, and it was a pretty hefty price, but for Antonio Brown, you should be able to pay it out of your pocket, no problem. Regardless, I still feel like this is a plan because now AB was cut, and then about I don't know. Let's see. I checked my phone an hour later. You tell me that Antonio Brown has signed with the New, with the New England Patriots. I mean that's that's what everybody's been
0: saying. Like, haha! Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be funny if he ended up on the Patriots like a uh, Randy Moss did? Yeah, and, and it- then and then it he actually ended up on the Patriots, and. It's just crazy now with the the Patriots receiving core. Um, now you've got Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, and Josh Gordon, who recently returned from uh, suspension. Correct. So we, we all thought the Patriots would take a step back without Gronk, but uh, they it looks like they found a replacement. Not exactly a replacement at the same position, but a replacement for his offense and production, assuming Antonio Brown can A, stay healthy, and B, be, not cause any more trouble.
1: Now, can you imagine those fantasy numbers for Tom Brady this season? I, I have him in one of my leagues, so I'm very excited for that one. But yeah, I, like you said, Gronk, he's retired, he's out of here now, and in comes AB. So this lineup is insanity. Like you said, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon coming back off suspension, and then a Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman coming back. He's great at running routes. You could slip Julian Edelman in the slot, put Antonio Brown on the outside, put Josh Gordon wherever you please. This offense is pretty dangerous. Not to mention their their running committee that they have back there with uh, Burkehead um, and, and and all those and guys. And James White there. and all and them. Of course, James White, all those guys. This Patriots offense is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be something. I I really hate that the Patriots are gonna be good again. But it's just something that we have to deal with every right. single year.
0: And I think the kicker to this whole storyline is the uh, the video that A B posted after, um, with, with the, the phone call with John Gruden and it seemed like everything was gonna be okay. Yeah,
1: John Gruden didn't even have a problem with the video. I thought He I thought... he
0: said he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He liked it. Um I thought everything was gonna be okay, but then he's like he asked to be released and now he's with the Patriots. And um, with all this drama over the last couple of years with Antonio Browning, I can't help but think. So, like, people are comparing this move, like, obviously, prominent wide receiver going from Oakland to the Patriots. Obviously, Randy Moss was via trade, mm-hmm. which the Patriots absolutely won that trade.
1: Oh, my good lord, yeah. Good but lord.
0: Um, I, I think... You might have to expect a little bit more Chad Johnson than Randy Moss, because Randy Moss was a class act all the way around. Class act. But um, Chad Johnson really just didn't fit the Patriot way. I mean, he's a fantastic receiver. He's my favorite football player. Um, I, I just, I just think that Antonio Brown might be closer to Chad Johnson in terms of the result. Um, obviously, I could easily be wrong and AB could get it, get everything together and put up an insane season with uh, Tom Brady, but we'll just have to uh, wait and see on that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I could throw it back even further for you as going back about 15 or so years ago with Terrell Owens and his separation with the Eagles and Don McNabb Huge diva story. I kind of wish that Twitter w- was around back then because that would have been a great story to follow. But Terry Owens goes to Dallas, shines in Dallas, uh, and you-, you like being a cowboy. All this drama. Uh, it it all goes back to being a wide receiver. Uh, I think uh, obviously at this point we can all see that that's who has the most egos out of any player on the a- on a football field. It's definitely the wideouts. T O. Ocho Cinco, who changed the name to Ocho, Ocho Cinco, by the way. He's not Chad Johnson anymore. Or, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I'm I, pretty I, sure he changed it back. He changed it back. All right, good for him. But Chad Ocho Cinco, I mean, we got OBJ, who can be a diva a lot. I mean, and, and, and now we got Antonio Brown. Uh, I mean, I, I think at this rate, obviously, we could say uh, AB is a little bit more on the dramatic side, especially for this season. We've been getting all the headlines out of him. Other than that, OBJ has just been over in Cleveland, just getting ready for the season, it seems like. So, I mean, hey, good for him, uh, good for the Browns, but A.B., he's very sly, I will say. Is I, do, do you think this is all conspiracy? Do you think... He- I, I don't
0: think that it's conspiracy. I honestly think everything unfolded as it did. Um, there's no, like, secret hidden agendas at work or anything. It's just Antonio Brown doing dumb stuff and embarrassing himself. And, um, working himself into a better situation because of all the dumb stuff he did. And, uh, the Patriots did a great job taking a chance on him. Sure. Um, so, now that we've touched on AB, let's, uh, let's get into the game that's already happened. The, uh, NFL Week 1 season opener Thursday night. Woo. Not a good game.
1: Not Packers, not Bears,
0: game. um, Packers win 10-3. to and I, I took I took I got two takeaways from uh, from this game and what was that the Bears defense is really good okay their offense is really bad
1: correct now
0: I, d- I don't think that's any credit to the Packers defense I mean they were all right Adrian Amos had that um, really nice pick out of the back of the end zone um, yeah,
1: 21 Savage. Mr. Darnell Savage had a hell of a debut, I must say. Yeah, uh, Packers' defense is decent.
0: I I wouldn't say they're capable of holding an average NFL offense to three points uh, week in and week out. Um, The other thing that I got out of this is that the Matt LaFleur-Aaron Rodgers offense is starting out kind of slow. I mean, they obviously did enough. To win, but just barely. They 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 were helped out a lot by Chicago's bad play on offense.
1: I, I will say I've seen a lot of uh, writers and reporters taking into account that Aaron Rodgers and Mitch uh, didn't take a lot of snaps in preseason. Like I think it was close to none uh, for Aaron Rodgers, probably exactly none. And I don't I, I just I don't know if you could pin it exactly on that because Mitchell Trubisky was just awful, like it was not good, like, but he had like 260 yards or or so, but it, it, we had the one interception, zero touchdowns, and I, I just feel like his awareness isn't there, he's, he's missing a lot of reads, he has a lot of people down the field open that he's just clearly missing, and I don't know, if I'm a Bears fan, granted, I, I understand it's week one, and it's the first game of the year, he's gonna have a lot of rust here and there, but when this is uh, Trubisky's third year coming into it, it shouldn't be, uh, oh, he's a project. He's still working on it. This is something that you should have down. You have, for the most part, weapons around you. Allen Robinson, he's a a great receiver. By the way, another great night for fantasy with Allen Robinson. Um, And then Tariq Cohen, great running back. Uh, David Montgomery is, is a new guy in town, and he actually did pretty well. But it seems to me is when you put the game on Mitchell Trubisky 100%, he's not able to do it. The pa- the Bears have a, have a good running game, but the, their quarterback is isn't isn't there to get the job done for. Him.
0: Right. And um, obviously the the more the more blemishes in his game, people see the more um, criticism the Bears are going to get for picking him so high considering that they picked him what was it like 10 spots above Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Eight
1: spots, and what's even crazier is they traded up to draft Trubisky.
0: When they had Mahomes right there, and this would be a very different NFL universe if the Bears got Patrick Mahomes, obviously the reigning MVP, but um, yeah, they definitely have a lot to work out over there.
1: For sure. I mean, hey, I will say the Bears defense looking good. I don't know if it was because both offenses were looking pretty dismal, wouldn't really see a lot from both teams, uh, on third downs, uh, they both did pretty, uh, bad, uh, Green Bay went 2 of 12 on third down, Chicago went 3 of 15 on third down, so, uh, Chicago only went for 2 on fourth down once, um, but here's the good thing about Chicago is, I think they found a kicker,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that should not be their only highlight of the night, which was a, uh, you're right, it should,
1: uh, how far
0: how far was the field goal? Was yeah, it like thirty like, yards?
1: Like thirty yards or something like that. But that place acted like they just won like the Super Bowl when, when Eddie made that kick. It was it was pretty pretty hilarious. But uh hey. They got that t- taken care of. Um I had a question questionable call from Matt Nagy. Uh he he could have kicked a fifty yarder and, but instead he decided to go for it on fourth down, which was one of the one design they didn't make it, and Trubisky gets sacked. Now, the fans want to see this kicker in action. They want to see that they can make a fifty-yarder. Also, not to, not to mention, you're only down by four points at that point in the game. Kick the field goal, get be down by one, and who knows? Maybe the the momentum will change a little bit at that point in the game. But what it could have, should have. Now the Bears are zero and one on the year. Uh, we'll we'll see what they got next week. Uh, but um, yeah. So we got lots of games tomorrow
0: and uh that that slate of games coming up on sunday includes uh some some pretty good some pretty good headliners um the ones taking place in the uh primetime slot would be uh arguably the best game of the week steelers patriots a game in which antonio brown will not be playing he's not uh Officially eligible to play with the Patriots until Monday. He will be active for the Patriots in week two. What a miss
1: out on the headline.
0: Yeah, but that, that, it would be really, really interesting seeing him play against his former team, um, especially being on the Patriots. Um, it's going to be a really, really good game, but I think the Patriots win this one even without Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. It'll be close um the Steelers return uh Juju Smith Schuster and James Conner um it's it's gonna be really interesting to see how Juju performs as the uh number one receiver as he's been he's been playing the number two receiver to while uh AB was there um so we obviously didn't get most of the double teams and uh the main focus of the defense's game plan but now he is going to be looked at quite closely by other teams, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he
1: handles that. For sure, and not to mention, I'm sure the Patriots will be uh, dropping their Super Bowl 53 banner, uh, which uh, should be a fun pre-game festivity, Uh, and Tom Brady looking to continue the streak at home versus the Steelers, it's 4-0 versus a big fan of the Steelers in uh, Foxborough that should be fun, and that's actually including the playoffs as well. Um, I mean, what's not to like about this classic matchup of Ben Rosenberger versus Tom Brady? I mean, you got arguably two of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation, one of them being the greatest football player of all time, a lot of people like to say. I I personally like to say it too. But um, I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I think both defenses are great, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like it's just going to be Tom Brady to Edelman and it'll be Big Ben to Juju all night long. Um, I'm probably going to put this game into maybe even an overtime finish, honestly. I'll probably probably give it like uh, a 30-35 ending on a field goal.
0: Um, I would uh, would tend to agree. Um, These teams are fairly evenly matched. um, With Without A.B. playing, with Antonio playing, I definitely have, would have to put the Patriots ahead, but I agree it's going to be a close one. It's going to come down uh, to a late decision. Um, moving on to um, another game affected by the Antonio Brown saga in the uh, the late
1: slot, Broncos-Raiders. Monday night. The one and two Monday night games we got going on that day. Um, so what we got is Vic D'Angio making his head coaching debut of week one, versus John Gruden and the Raiders. Uh, Sons know. Antonio Brown. Minus Antonio Brown, rest in peace. Um, are you are you as excited about this game as you were? Because I've, I've kind of lost a lot of interest. It is an AFC West uh, matchup game. I mean, this, it could be very important down the line. Uh, but I mean, now it's just Derek Carr versus uh, the debut of Joe Flacco, which I guess is kind of fun. <laughs>
0: um, I don't see either of these teams being serious uh, playoff contenders. Um, it's it's going to be a toss up. It could go either way. Both teams are um, painfully average to below average at this point. Um, but it, it it should be it should be interesting to see what the, uh, post-preseason, uh, and, uh, hard knocks Raiders do against, uh, a very quiet Broncos team that hasn't had much noise around it, um, just,
1: I mean, here's the thing about this uh, Raiders team, too, is they're very, very young, especially this this offensive line that they got going on. And on the other side of the ball, you got the Broncos defense with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Both of these guys very, very good at what they do. Uh, I mean, even the secondary can be dangerous. I think especially when you bring in a defensive coach uh, like Big Banjo, who we all remember was the uh, defensive coordinator over at Chicago. And Chicago has the best defense in the entire league right now. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a new year, so I guess we'll have to see about about that, that stat. But Either way, regardless, I think it's going to be a heavily defensive game, low scoring. Joe Flacco isn't normally one to be aggressive. He's definitely more of a chucked-down guy uh, every single time. Um, this will be his proving year for sure to see if he can be elite and lead his team to a playoff. I don't think he's going to lead the Broncos to the playoffs over to Kansas City Chiefs, but it, who knows, maybe a wild card will happen. I think the Broncos have a... You know, I, I think I'll say that the Broncos have more of a chance than the Raiders at making the playoffs this year.
0: For a For, while. for sure. Um, I, I definitely don't think that uh, Flacco will be able to lead them to a playoff spot, but I do think he can lead them to a victory over the Raiders. The Raiders just have... I mean, on paper, it's a toss-up, but in reality, the Raiders have too much noise. They're they're reeling from this whole Antonio Brown thing. Uh, I, just, I just don't see them um, beating the Broncos with all the
1: distractions there. For sure. I mean, even if you want to put this into it, uh, Derek Carr was at 51 times last year, which is the third most in the NFL, uh, and Bradley Chubb and Von Miller have the second most sacks uh, between, the two, the, between two teammates. Uh, so I think it's really just going to come down to that. I think that, that Denver's going to eat them up on defense. Uh, Not a good week for the Raiders this week. I'm going to say they put up 10 points, and I think the Broncos just put up 24. 24 Uh, 24-10,
0: Broncos. That sounds about right to me.
1: Um, Some
0: other interesting games this week. Um, We have uh, Falcons-Vikings in the 1 p.m. slot. Um, Outside of uh, Pat Steelers, that's probably going to be the most competitive game. Um, Between that and uh, Colts-Chargers... In the, uh, 4 p.m. slot
1: on Sunday. This is a great game for fantasy uh, players out there. Not Ryan, Julio Jones, Monte Freeman. we got Kirk Cousins. not a bad fantasy quarterback. Stephon Diggs, Diggs. Stephon and Diggs. Adam Thielen. That's going to
0: be, it's going to be really interesting. Especially with, um, the return. Like, the real return of Dalvin Cook. Coming back healthy. He really looked healthy in preseason. Yes, ripping off that, uh... 85-yard touchdown run. Oh yeah. Um, looking like his college self. Um, if they could, if Dal- Dalvin can stay healthy and uh, provide a run game to supplement uh, the offensive production of Diggs and Thielen, they can be a really dangerous offense, and it might actually lead to uh, Kirk Cousins doing something meaningful in the postseason.
1: For sure, and that's to my next point, this is definitely the year that Kirk Cousins needs to put the gas to the pedal and uh, lead this Vikings team. After coming so close last year to getting to the playoffs, but losing in Week 16, uh, I think that that they want to keep the momentum going of actually becoming a playoff team and making it to that spot, so they can stop the heartbreak in in Minnesota. Um, But a really, really big part of this is Dalvin Cook he's going to gonna have to start catching some balls. Because actually, the Falcons are pretty bad at defending the running back uh, receiving stat. Falcons have allowed 7.3 receptions per games, two, two running backs uh, in 2018, which is the most in NFL ever. So so if, if the Vikings are going to want to find that edge, that's probably where they're going to get it. And a healthy Dalvin Cook can definitely do that for them. Uh, I think this will be another really good high scoring game. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a good good year this year. I think he has all of his weapons between Calvin Ridley, who's coming back, who had a humongous first year last year. Uh, I think their run game can be potentially good, and I'm I'm just looking forward to this year, man. I I, I just can't wait for everything. But uh
0: the the Falcons definitely um, are looking to get uh, get off on the on the right foot here against a uh, playoff team in the Vikings, um, or what should be a playoff team in the Vikings come the end of the year. Um, they just paid Julio big money. He's now the most um, expensive receiver in the league. That's
1: right, that's um right. yeah, I think he was actually. According to the SPO track he was eight. Cause at the moment, highest paid is or, or the highest contract, I guess, uh, is Michael Thomas.
0: Um, I believe he eclipsed that. It did. Okay.
1: Because it cause um, it was okay, a con- am- it
0: was a contract extension worth
1: um sixty six million dollars. Okay, scratch that. I'm looking at the contract value ranking mind, But uh, I guess you are right on that. Uh, yeah, but it'll, it'll definitely
0: be interesting to see how Julio plays uh, behind all that new contract money and if he
1: can stay healthy. Oh, I'm sure he's going to play extra well with that little tip that he got today. Talk yeah. about that contract. $64 million guaranteed. That's That's, that's crazy. God damn, I <laughs> <see> that. <laughs> Moving on to uh,
0: Chargers Colts. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting game. Aging Philip Rivers, uh, not Andrew Luck.
1: Not can we talk about that for a second? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like it's silly we should talk about it at the start of the show. Andrew Luck called it quits last week, out of the blue, just couldn't take the pain anymore. He didn't want to rehab it, which I totally get. Football is probably the hardest sport to endure and actually stick through. He. He's done at the at the age of 20, 26, right? Twenty nine. Twenty nine? Gosh. Dang, that's I, yeah. five
0: NFL seasons and uh, he was always one of those guys um, in the NFL that you could like top five quarterback worthy every single year that he played. And it's it's just a shame to see him gone and it's it's not his fault. It's uh, the Colts' fault for not providing him with a good offensive line sooner. Um, obviously, they've got it together now, and uh, that line will benefit Jacoby Brissett. But it's 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 not it wasn't there when it needed to be, and um, Andrew Luck is uh, he's
1: done. So, do you stay with Brissett, or do you think maybe is it tank for two time? Um
0: no, that's uh what the dolphins are doing.
1: You really think so? I mean, I don't know. yeah,
0: the dolphins acquired some more picks in that um Texans trade um and they definitely have the the ammo to move up in the draft. Yeah. So they're they're going to do they're going to tank for Tua if they don't get a number 1 pick, they'll be close and they'll have two first rounders to to barter for the number 1 overall pick. And I I think they'll end up getting Tua Now, the only
1: issue I have with that is that they have Josh Rosen down there. I mean... Not starting, though. He's not starting at the moment, but I mean, I I think, I don't know if if we ever said this on a podcast before, but I personally feel like Josh Rosen will start this year at some point. I don't think it's obviously not going to be tomorrow or slash today, whenever you guys are, are listening to this at home or in your cars. Um... I definitely think Josh Rosen will start, uh, either after, maybe after, uh, Daniel Jones does. Um, and I, because I think Daniel Jones will probably start by, like, week five, week six, I think. I think Eli Manning will probably start to stop a little bit, but I think Fitz Magic has proved that he's only magic for the first four weeks or so
0: he, he's really good in four
1: game stretches no matter where in the season you put him um,
0: especially um, at the starts of seasons he's just he's that high-risk high-reward guy that'll get you a couple of good games the only full season he's ever put together was that year he was with the uh, the Jets and they made
1: the playoffs Right. now I don't I, I don't think he's ever gonna do that again including this year so that's why I'm saying Josh Rosen will definitely be able to start this year and I mean during the preseason he's been pretty solid actually he's he's led led the Finns to a couple preseason wins Uh, he's able to pull it off Um, I so I mean I don't know if you ask me I don't think the Dolphins should tank Tua that's probably just me I'm sure Dolphins fans would love to have Tua you know probably future Heisman Trophy winner to to, uh, command the helm over in Miami but, uh, I don't know, that's just me, I think Josh Rosen's a good enough quarterback to be able to do that. I think he's, he hasn't been given the right amount of chances, or he's just been done wrong. Some people don't like his ego, that's just me. I know I, I went way down the line here, but um, back to the Colts, <laughs> is what we were talking about originally. Um, I, I think that, if anything, the Colts probably should tank for two because it's like, you just lost your franchise quarterback, and now you're stuck with Jacoby who isn't bad, but Tua or Justin Herbert who's going to go into draft this year and many, many prospects like
0: that. I, th- I think that if they have an all-right season, um, I mean, if they have a good quarterback, they're definitely a strong playoff team. I really like what they did last year um, now that they've got a uh, well-built O-line, um, a defensive stud in Darius Leonard. Um, they're, they're really in a position to be a, a solid year-in, year-out playoff contender. Yeah. I don't think they should be so quick to, air quotes, tank over it. Um, I think they should just stick it out and uh, see where they end up in the draft. Either that or collect a quarterback in free agency. But I, I definitely don't think that they should do that. Um, as to who wins this game, I'm going to pick the Chargers. It's in their house. I really like their offense.
1: Chargers home field advantage isn't saying much though.
0: Well, yeah, but it it's still Chargers home field advantage means that the Colts don't have a home field advantage. That is true. That that's what that means. Um, that is true. So I, I definitely think the Chargers are gonna are gonna win this one. I think their offense is too good and their defense is really, really, really good, even without Derwin James who's uh, going to miss a couple weeks with a uh, foot injury mm. but I, I still think the Chargers pull this one out I'm going to
1: put it about 32-24 um, Now, One headline we missed from this is Melvin Gordon is still not signed so that meaning the Charger uh, uh, running offense may be kicking back a little bit uh, because with with Go- Melvin Gordon they are 8-4 and four, but without him they're still 4-0 now that was last year. This year could potentially be different. I don't. They're, I don't know if they're more prepared for it since they've been dealing with this signing not signing thing for the whole off season, um, and now he's holding out. So now I believe that might affect it a little bit. But like you said, they still got Philip Rivers. They still got a pretty decent offense over there.
0: Yeah, and I actually really like their backup running backs, um, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Oh, yeah. They're they're not exactly the, the power guys that Melvin Gordon is, but they're speedy, they can catch the ball, and I really like the way they'll supplement the pass game. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be a different team with the Melvin Gordon holdout. He's still on contract for this year. Um, they, they've decided not to talk – any uh, contract extensions until after this season, um, he could end up going uh, the way of the Levy on here and just <laughs> sitting out the whole year and waiting till uh, he be- either becomes a free agent or uh, gets a new contract with the Chargers. So we'll, we'll have to see that. But I, I'm
1: going to pick the Chargers in this one. I'll also put my money on the Chargers here. I, I don't think this will be close. I think it'll be at least a 15-point game, I think.
0: Um, moving on from that, maybe not one of the more competitive ones, but definitely one of the interesting ones. It's going to be uh, Browns Titans, the debut of uh, the Baker and uh, OBJ offense. Oh
1: boy, oh boy. Not only that, Jarvis Landry. We got Njoku. We got Nick Chubb in the backfield. This is going to be... A offensive showcase that I cannot wait to see um, I think that OBJ is gonna shine in this first game honestly because um, the Titans defense is alright it was one of the top defense last year actually uh, but I think that was more up front I don't really think that was in the backfield uh, And they
0: did just sign um, Kenny Vaccaro to a new deal
1: that is true but we're still talking about OBJ, Jarvis Landry uh, unfortunately Antonio Callaway from Florida is suspended this year uh, for I think it was PEDs um, so they are down one weapon and also they're still waiting on Kareem Hunt to come back in, at week 8 for his suspension as well but nonetheless uh, he's he's still coming back at some point on, I, I think the Browns are going to have a great game the Browns defense with Myles Garrett even more dangerous uh, I, I think that Marcus Mariota is just not that good still. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to prove it this year that he is. I think this is going to be his downfall year, uh, and I think this year the Titans have to move on from a, to a different quarterback as well. Um, but let's see, I mean, Titans on the other side, they got Corey Davis. They got uh, Derrick Henry r- running the ball for them. Uh, not, not a whole lot of highlights for this Titans team. Um, I don't think they're going to be the best in the AFC South either but I think this will probably be a blowout for the Browns. I think it'll, it'll be... Uh, I'm probably going to say 35-3, actually.
0: I'll go... Um, I'll, I'll call it, like, 32-14, to 14, some along those lines. I don't think the Titans will get shut out of the end zone, but I definitely think um, it'll be heavily in the Browns' favor. Um, but speaking of Mariota and how this is kind of a a decision year for him. It's also a decision year for uh, Jameis Winston. Um, And uh, these two guys drafted Jameis number one, Mariota number two in the same year. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them this season. Jameis seems to be on an upward trend, playing much better in the preseason, less turnovers. Um, He's got a new coach in Bruce Arians and he'll have... Uh, more more help on the defensive end with uh, coaching from um, Todd Bowles. It'll it'll be it'll be definitely really interesting to see. And then so you've got him on an upward trend and you've got Mariota on a downward trend, which is weird because they really started out with Mariota being much better than Jameis. Uh, I don't know if you remember Jameis's Week One debut. What was it, four or five interceptions?
1: at The first play of the pick six. Yep. Yep, I was there. <laughs> I wasn't there there, but I watched it live. It was, uh, it was versus the Titans. It was Marcus versus, versus Jameis that year. Uh,
0: yeah, and uh, Marcus got the better of him then.
1: I will say, it's been kind of back and forth with this first-round draft pick quarterback battle. I feel like, like like you said, or just nylon. it's been really back and forth. Jameis has a really bad turnover problem. On the other hand, Marcus has a really bad... Uh, it's sometimes an injury problem. He can't really stay on the field, it seems. And, uh, and
0: also, he's just not that good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's crafty, but he doesn't have the arm talent that Jameis does.
1: feel like He has to be on Oregon, where he came from, in order to be successful. With, with Chip Kelly and that West Coast offense that he had in Oregon when he was still in college. Which, as he just discovered, Chip Kelly is no longer in the NFL. His offense doesn't really work. Not working over in UCLA either, so I think I think uh, it's just time to give up on this Marcus Mariota experiment. I, I I don't know. I feel like...
0: Trade him to the Colts.
1: Trade him to I'm sure the Colts would gladly take anyone. Honestly, at this point.
0: I mean, Jacoby Brissett ain't that bad, but he's not. He really isn't.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm surprised that Bill Belichick even even gave him away to the Colts, for, even for Jimmy G for that matter. Uh, but yeah, but I. But speaking of Jameis, as you said, they are actually going off against the 49ers at 425. Um, so Jimmy G versus Jameis Winston. Who do you think he's going to win that quarterback, though? Uh,
0: I'm going to have to say Jameis.
1: Jameis Winston, okay. I,
0: I am going to have to say Jameis. Uh, home field advantage, unlike the Chargers, is an actual advantage here. Um, You've got a team from San Francisco, which is hot, but it's dry. They don't have that Tampa in September.
1: It's humid. Yeah, it's that's that's weather. one of the,
0: that's one of the advantages. Like it goes both ways in regards to temperature. You've got like teams like Minnesota before they before they were a dome team, You're right? Um, and the Patriots, cold weather teams. When they come down here, they can get tired. It can get hot. Um... I think the, the Bucks uh, will pull out a win here, it's going to be close, uh, but I, I, I definitely think the Bucks can pull it out, I'm going to say probably 35
1: to 32. Alright, I think this game will be very 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 close, um, I do have a, a, a very close source to me, he's not professional, but he does think that Jimmy G is not going to have a good year. Uh, it's Benny, Shout out to Benny for here um, But I don't know, I listened to this take and I, I don't really see it. I think uh, that definitely being coached by Bill Belichick and learning under Tom Brady is humongous health. Um, and I think that Shanahan has a couple tripping, tri- yeah, trips, tricks of his sleep. Um, and I definitely think he has the weapons with George Kittle and uh, Dante Tedes. He's, not the most elite wide receiver in the world, but, you know, I definitely think he has the weapons to get it done. You have got Mar- Marquise Goodwin as well. Um, I think Jimmy G will have a rough first game. Uh, I don't think he's going to have like Patrick Mahomes numbers or anything like that, but I think this, this would be more of a low-scoring game. Uh, <clears throat> I think Jameis might pull out either a fumble or interception, something like that, um, simply because the inconsistency that we've, we've seen from James Winston of being the turnover machine uh, and having that bad ratio of touchdown-to-turnover, but who knows? Maybe this whole season could be a big turnaround for the Bucks, and their defense cannot be the worst in the league, and they, they can keep the same momentum of be, having the best offense in the league, just like last year, and I think once that defense is fixed, hopefully the draft pick of Devin White will fix that for them, not to mention their uh, Villa is going to be healthy for tomorrow, I believe I heard, which is good. Um, the only thing I I saw was the uh, linebacker was missing. Um, Quan, what it, was it, Quan Alexander, I think? For was, the 49ers? For the Bucs. Uh, Levante David? Levante, Levante David. Quan used to be on the, Bucks, on, the Bucks. No, he's on the 49ers. Levante David, I, I saw he was a stretch for this week. But uh, Jason pierre Paul's is in. Villa V is in uh the newly
0: acquired in Dominican Sue.
1: Oh yes, how can I forget about that? Now that
0: dang I actually it, that's that's it's gonna be a really interesting game. Oh, yeah. Um seeing how Sue performs on this Bucks D line that desperately needs some help. Um had his tandem inside with Vitavea um is gonna be really interesting. But then you have to take a look at the offensive side. Uh, a team that was the number one passing offense in the NFL last year. Um Returns star wide receiver Mike Evans, um, running backs Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, who we're looking to make a step
1: forward this year. Who, who do you think is gonna be the? the uh, excuse me, who do you think is gonna have the most carries? Uh, uh, uh
0: it's probably gonna be Barber. Um, okay. it shouldn't be by too too much, but it'll definitely be Barber. Um, also we have the emergence of Chris Godwin. Who's looked amazing in preseason and showed flashes last year, especially with the
1: departure of Deshaun Jackson. He's definitely going to get a lot more looks this way.
0: Right, moving into that uh, second receiver slot, and then you've got guys like O.J. Howard, who's an absolute freak athlete, and um, Cameron Brait, the other tight end. It's 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 just a, a loaded offense, and they they paid their they paid their tackles. So it, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this offense works under
1: uh, Bruce Arians in his first year with the Buccaneers. Sure, I'm looking forward to it. That game is on at 4.30. Uh, hopefully on for you Florida guys uh, out there. Um, let's see what next. Uh, we got an NFC East showdown also at 4.30. Uh, New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cowboys win this one, no question. For sure. Uh, Zeke just got paid. He's going to be stoked on that, I'm sure. Um, Amari Cooper is yet to be paid. That Prescott gets to be paid, asking $40 million. I don't think he's worth that much. Uh, I think he'll get paid, like, I don't know, like $34 million maybe. 28 to 34 is where I'd put him,
0: considering he's not that good, and he, he relies on too many other things. Yeah, um, for him to be successful. Um, not to say he's a bad quarterback, I think he's just... Very, very average.
1: average. There go. <laughs> He's like a really
0: good average
1: quarterback. Yes. It's it's hard to pay a guy forty million dollars when he struggles to throw a pass longer than fifteen yards.
0: Yeah. Again and, I mean that shouldn't be too hard against the Giants, but I, I still think that he definitely needs to work on that. Definitely. As to the Giants, um, Eli still starting, even with Daniel Jones showing out in the preseason. Uh, Saquon still the best running back in the league.
1: How long do you think it is before Mr. Jones starts to win Mr. Manning?
0: I'm not gonna predict it by week. I'm gonna say it by. I'm gonna say it probably by their fifth or sixth loss. Okay. By their fifth or sixth loss, so there'll, be, six. there'll be enough. Well, <laughs> I mean, 0-6
1: or. I think they might go 0-6. They could definitely What's go home <laughs> at 6. What's their... Hold on. Let me, let me pull up with their schedule. Uh, I I think Daniel Jones will be, will be quarterback by week 6. So, but uh, their schedule is... Um, at Cowboys. At Cowboys in, in Jerry World. And then they are... Okay, yep. Cowboys, Bills. That should be a win on next Sunday. Then the Bucks in Tampa Bay. That's
0: going to be an L. That
1: should be an L, hopefully, maybe. Um... Then, versus the Redskins, I think that would probably be a lot. The Redskins are bad, but... Not as bad as the Giants. Not as bad as the Giants. Um, and then, week 6 or 7 would be the Vikings, which I think they'll definitely lose versus the Vikings. So they have a strong chance to so go
0: 1-5, 0-6. Oh I'd say
1: optimistic,
0: and this is optimistic. Uh... Two and four, maybe three and three, but more like one and five is more likely than two and four, three and three, and then that's when you put in it a It's There, at three and three, two and four. Uh, right around there, or if you give him a little bit longer, because the Giants have been known to hold on to Eli for way longer than they should.
1: I sure do love that guy. For some um,
0: I'd say. If the record's bad enough, he'd start uh, week seven against the Cardinals at home, um, or week eight at the Lions. So we'll call it we'll call it week seven, week eight. Right. That that's probably about when he when he'll see the field. Unless Eli gets injured sometime before, then obviously then he would see the field for sure. Uh, but it, it'll it'll be really interesting to see if he was worth such a high pick, um, and even if he is worth the pick, uh, people say you might have found a gem. I still think that that's not the pick you make there. I I think you, if you really want the guy, you could have still gotten they what they have two or three first round picks. They had two, right? Uh, yeah they could have they could have gotten so him
1: it was it was 3 because they had their their first round and they got the two first rounds for OBJ.
0: That's right. Yeah. So they had 3 and then the, the Raiders, Raiders had 3.
1: Had three. Nope. Or, or, or was it the Raiders had
0: 3. Raiders had 3. I think the no the Giants had 2. Giants That's had 2. Raiders had three, it yeah, it was they they definitely could have gotten Daniel Jones who's projected to be a mid second round to early third round pick. They could have gotten him with their second pick and picked a uh, a defensive guy, which they desperately need. Um. I'm 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 sorry. I just had a brain fart. I saw that
1: LSU catch. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the Texas LSU game live in the background. Uh, great game so far. Uh, switching back and forth. But um. Anyway, to the point. Um. Which they was. they 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 could have gotten
0: him with a later round pick and then that would have been a much more efficient move for them. So they, they they messed up there, but if yeah, he could end up being worth it, but not in my eyes. Unless he unless he like becomes like Tom Brady or something. I, and
1: I mean even if if Daniel Jones had they waited for the second round, he still had Will Greer that went in the third round. You had it's some better options there. I mean in my opinion, I I mean obviously we'll see if Will Greer turns out to be the better quarterback, but I thought he was a better prospect in college. Yeah, but. honestly,
0: I really I really liked um, how Greer performed at West Virginia and I was surprised that he didn't go or that he went as low as he did. Right. Um I really like his deep ball accuracy. Um he yeah. I I think he he definitely should have been a second round guy.
1: But I digress. So, Giants, you do you. Get, have your tank season, and whatnot.
0: <laughs> Moving on! Moving on. Um, another interesting game, potentially. Uh, Rams, Panthers. Uh, got Rams defense going back up against uh, Cam Newton, who's returning from injury. Um. That'll be interesting to see. Also, the addition of Curtis Samuel to the offense in um in North Carolina or not North Carolina, in Charleston.
1: <laughs> right. It's been a long day. It's been a while. I, <laughs> I totally get that. I mean, not to mention we got the Rams defense stacking it up. I mean, pre uh, safety they they added uh some Eric Weddle back there, who's great free safety, and I, I love his his spirit and. Uh, his character that he had over in Baltimore. Right, um, and then they, they
0: so. re-signed uh, Yannick, right? Correct, They re-signed yeah. Yannick, they let Ndamukong Sue go, uh, they re-signed they, Lamarcus Joyner.
1: They still have the, the number one player in the NFL, according to every other NFL player. Uh, Aaron Donald is still running everything. They got Dante Fowler uh, from Jacksonville, which is huge. Uh, Clay Matthews joins the linebackers. Um... Corey Littleton returns. Marcus uh, Peter returns. I keep the lead. I just want to
0: go back and correct myself. What's up?
1: Uh, <laughs> They did not re
0: sign him. Lamarcus Joyner, he now plays for the Raiders, which I did not know. And I oh. really like Lamarcus Joyner. So that'll be interesting. Yeah,
1: well, That's still being said. Rams defense, I think we Good. all agree, is still stacked. Uh, this is the same Super Bowl defense that we saw hold the Patriots to 13 points which, by the way, is still very impressive even though they lost. Um, but returning on offense is Jared Goff, who uh, I believe also just got paid recently. Brandon Cook's coming back. Robert Woods, Todd Gurley, who, if you ask me, has a little bit of a question mark.
0: This the, the man who we was just watching drink Gatorade up on the TV. <laughs> um, we, we It's going to be really interesting to see how many carries he gets this year. Um what is load management is like. Obviously like there's there's two ends of the spectrum. You've got more of like uh, a two back game, like they had when it was girly and um uh, what's the name? Uh, oh,
1: thick-o no. mode. Thicko mode, uh, oh no. We, we do our own stats. We do our own stats and research, guys. <laughs> CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson. Formerly
0: of the Broncos, took a little hiatus. Man was on the street, and then he was playing in the Super Bowl, and then and he was doing a really good job, and I liked the way they had that, that tandem kind of thunder and lightning type deal. Um, CJ Anderson, who now plays for the uh, Detroit Lions, um, you should probably help help by that running game. Yeah. Over there. So, so you have like that kind of a running game, and then you have a uh, a Cowboys running game where you're giving Zeke like 325 carries a year,
1: which is insane. Yeah, almost like 40 carries a game. He's I mean, proving the fact that uh, Jack on him. but even that that goes off the point. Uh,
0: I mean. I mean, you've got Gurley with a slightly arthritic knee. Yeah, he's, got, I, he's got health issues, and it's just going to... Like, is they're a playoff team, they just have to manage Gurley because right. they, they can't successfully make it to the Super Bowl with a one-dimensional offense. They right. need to have that ground game to as, supplement the pass
1: game. As good as the passing game is, you would love to have the best running back in the league just at your side to help you get those seven yards of carry... Um, every single time, you don't worry about that. But one player I'm very excited to see, actually, is Cooper Cup. Uh, he's coming back from his ACL, and, um... He actually
0: seemed like he was a pretty big part of their offense as that slot guy, because he gave huge. He gave goth an underneath option, oh, yeah. um, and... It... It really just gave the offense another dimension.
1: Yeah, that, so, I mean, not dimension, like, this, this guy's, like, catch rate and, like... Uh, his yards per catch is on the same level as Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, OBJ, all these guys. He's on the same tier as this, stat-wise. I mean, you might not see it because, you know, you see, or he'll probably tear his ACL or something like that. Plus, he's seat. also a slot guy. Right. And it's Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods getting all the love. But Cooper Co, if you ask me, is the best receiver on the Rams at the moment? and I, I'm Or sure at least,
0: maybe not most talented, but most valuable for sure. Yeah. I see him as a... He's got like Julian Edelman upside, and he's a bit taller. He's not like a short guy like the Wes Welker, Julian Edelman types. But okay. he... He guy. definitely fits that mold, uh, just a kind of do-it-all type guy with good hands.
1: He's got the speed, too. That's,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Don't let he's, he's got that speed. Uh, this, this Rams offense is going to be oh-so-dangerous. Uh, I think this, this game might honestly turn out to be the game of the day, honestly. Uh, I mean, depending on how Cam does, which is another big question mark on this season, is how is his shoulder? How is he going to throw? Is he going to throw as well? Is he going to be the same... Um, As Colin Calvert likes to call it, uh, a roller coaster Cam, uh, where he just throws three interceptions one week, uh, four touchdowns the next, runs for another two touchdowns, and then the next week he fumbles it, stuff like that. I'm interested to see how Cam responds to that. Christian McCaffrey, one of the better running backs in the league, it's going to be McCaffrey versus Gurley, Uh, just back and forth I feel like. I think this game is also going to be high scoring. Uh, I can see this also going to overtime, like like with the uh, with the night game, like I said. Uh, I think it will just go pretty back and forth, man. I, I think I, I'll call this game uh, 42-35, honestly, and I'll put the Rams at, at, at the victor.
0: Um, I'm going to go 32-28 Panthers just to shake things up a little bit. Okay, They can definitely win that matchup. Um, it'll be close, and it'll be a good game. Um and then the uh the last thing I wanna get into today before we uh end the show is I wanna talk about the uh Saints Texans game. Uh Monday night in the uh seven ten PM slot. Um in the the Superdome. Uh that's gonna be a really interesting game with the, the uh all the trades that have gone on with the Texans. Um acquiring Laramie Tunsil. Um, trading away Jadavion uh, Oh, they also got Kenny Stills
1: Coming in is Carlos Hyde as well
0: Carlos Hyde And then on the other side of that You've got Drew Brees Trying for that that, that one final Or at least we think it's one final He could honestly still play another year or two
1: He could be another Tom Brady If you, if you truly wanted to He could be just like Tom Brady Right,
0: him. but him coming back Um with a, uh, a healthy offense Alvin Kamara um, the newly paid Michael Thomas who by the way out of every single um, pass that hit his hands last year which was uh, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 132 he did not drop a single one his catch rate is 100% huh. wow. and um, so he's definitely up there in terms of receiver talent,
1: oh, for
0: sure. Um, so it'll it'll definitely be really interesting to see these these two teams face off and how the loss of Clowney and the gain of tonsil affects the Texans on the whole.
1: So uh, who do you think uh, who do you think has a better game, DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas? Two very different quarterback style of play on both sides of the ball. But both receivers probably just counted as the other. I would I would give the catch rate probably to D but I don't know. I, I, think I,
0: I would give um, as far as who has a better game. I'd probably say. Um,
1: it's very hard guess.
0: Yeah, there, it's, <laughs> it's 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 honestly a toss up because you've got uh, the n- newly bolstered. Offensive line of the Texans gonna give Deshaun Watson some more time, um, but then you've also got the loss of Jadavian Clowney, which also means Drew Brees has more time. I mean, he still has to contend with J.J. Watt, right? And um, the rest of them boys, but it'll 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 definitely be. I, I'm I'm gonna have to call it a toss-up. I, I I don't think I can choose between them. They're both gonna have. Uh, I'd say they're both gonna be in the neighborhood of. Eleven catches, hundred and ten yards. They're both going to be like in that, that neighborhood.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I like As to
0: who who wins the game, I'd probably have to put the Saints Ooh. at home in the Superdome. I know they lost Week One in the Superdome last year to the Bucks, um, who are strangely four known in the last four Week Ones. Wait, who the Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> course i mean I, I, we see where that's gone yeah obviously nowhere but um yeah i'm gonna have to give it Rift. to the saints i'm gonna i'm gonna call it probably 28
1: 25 all right this is probably the hardest one to predict uh last meeting was in 2017 the saints shut the texans out 13 nothing um so man this is I think this game, is like just like the yeah, receiver matchup, is kind of a toss-up. Uh, I think you got two quarterbacks, one of them a Hall of Famer, one of them potentially a Hall of Famer if all goes well if he stays healthy and, and, next, and keeps playing the way he does. Um, and then we got Alvin Kamara, who, who's way better running back uh, than Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson or any of them. Um, I think the, re- the receiver matchup belongs to the Saints. Uh... And I think the defensive matchup belongs probably to the Texans, so I, I think it's just going to go a 50-50 game either way. I think this game uh, won't be low-scoring, it's not going to be a dud, it's not going to be like the best game in the world, but I, I can see it going, uh, I, I'll probably put it at 37 uh, to 28. It's probably going to be my, my final score, I'm going to give that win to the Saints.
0: Alrighty, so we're in agreement, and uh, it definitely looks to be a very interesting and exciting week one with uh, all these new storylines playing out, yeah. and... Uh, Many more to come. Yeah, of course, we'll get back to you, guys, uh, as soon as we can. Uh, either... Uh, prob- probably Tuesday.
1: It'll probably be Tuesday. We'll probably be
0: Tuesday, give you a recap of the weekend.
1: We'll, we'll definitely be a lot better about getting content out to you guys, for sure sorry about that about that couple week gap everyone we love you all uh, make sure to follow us on twitter at um, the sack pod um, facebook we are again the sack podcast uh, instagram may be coming soon if I feel like it I don't know um, but uh, yeah so I guess that'll do it for us enjoy week one we'll see you again for week two in all of its glory um, in the meantime my name is Jesse my name is Will and this has been the sack Podcast Oh, my goodness. This has been the Sack Podcast. I was so close to getting it clean. Sack Podcast. Love you all. Have a great night and a good day.